Hello and welcome to One for the Books. I'm Jacinta. And I'm Emma. <clears throat> We're a book podcast for everyone, whether you love reading or your idea of a book is a glossy mag, we have recommendations to kickstart your book club. Equal Part Book Club, Ultimate Reckless, and Catch Up With Your Friends. Ah, hello again. Long time uh, no speak. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we recorded two episodes back to back, so um, it's great hearing your voice. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour later. Yeah, we're totally in the groove now. This is like, <laughs> this is all I'm doing for the rest of my life, I feel like. Yes. <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, yeah, going to share our fave young adult reads, um, which we discussed earlier is definitely a thing that I've been immersing myself in for the past few years, but is maybe out of your wheelhouse a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I think, the perfect way to put it. So I've, like, taken a lot of inspiration from you. (laughs) But also, this book that you suggested we read together, I was completely bowled over by and it's so fun right and so glad you recommended it it's amazing he has such a like beautiful strong voice yeah and character development anyway we're talking about the house by the cerulean sea by tj queen i had never Um, heard of it before I, so I stumbled across it. How did you find it? Yeah. Yeah, this is so random. So ages ago, <clears throat> I was looking for a new audiobook because I always have a bunch sort of ready to go, but I think I just wanted something a little bit different. So I just literally went through audiobooks based on most popular. Right. And this right. was consistently in the list. Like every time I would revisit the most popular, it was just always there. Yeah, it really is. Every Like now that I know about it, it I'm yeah. like seeing it everywhere. <laughs> I know, same. And it just felt like, I think I discounted it based on the cover and the vibe because it is that kind of YA like, kind of novel and I just didn't know whether that was yeah. what I was feeling like And it's reading. like very strong fantasy. It's like yes. a car, is it a cartoon <clears throat> on the front? Yeah, it, and it feels, I feel like the book is almost cartoony in a lot of senses. Yeah, <clears throat> all the different um, kind of personalities and children. Yes. So I'd always discounted it and then read it and was just like so caught up in the story and loved it so much loved the characters oh so my God. All the I couldn't kids, not recommend this I know it's like the most heartwarming and it's like so it's a queer analogy effectively about like acceptance and yeah. being who you are but it's told in like such a fun way that even though that that is really obvious it doesn't matter because it's such a fun story even beyond that sort of superficial fable kind of thing going on that's so true there's so much going on and like yeah you're right it is kind of an el- and then i can't say it, an analogy yeah like bigger topics but it's <clears throat> done so expertly and like right takes you to a different world and the characterization yeah. of everyone in this book is just oh. so heartwarming and brilliant. I, and the, like, I'm piss in love. take of, like, office jobs, like, <laughs> yes. the extremely upper management. Like, it's just really funny. It's like a inside. fun 1984. <laughs> yes, totally, but with, like, magic. Yeah, with magic. It's and totally. all of the characters are queer. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't in fun ways. ever... I f- what I found really interesting, it wasn't ever the bad thing that they were queer. That wasn't the problem. It was like exactly there was it never was... any issues with like same sex re- same sex relationships or being yeah. queer or being a bit different. It was more about the magic element 
was the scary thing, which was kind of but I feel an like that's way the, to do it. Yeah, exactly. Like the, their magic is a, the equivalent of a queer identity, right? Yeah. Like he uses that fantasy element to hide, I guess, or explain their queerness. And then it's not about their magic that's the problem like that's the moral of the story is it's about how people do or don't accept them and you know they actually just needed this safe space with like-minded people that accepted them and loved them for who they were so like it is a bit cliche in that sense but like yeah the story is so above and beyond that very (laughs) simple i was like yes give me all the happy endings right like heartwarming stuff oh my god beautiful it could even be an analogy for like refugees and people like from different cultures and stuff totally fascinating in that way yeah could not agree more um and i laughed out loud at so many points like it's very funny and cleverly written and i just loved the main character linus baker so much he was a very um a man called ove kind of character you know that grumpy rule book following a rigid personality who slowly you know becomes uh like unwinds um his uptightness over the book and he's quite funny as well. His reactions, yeah. his sarcasm and yeah. kind of deadpan way of speaking carries you through the book as well. Yeah, yes. he's, he's such a good protagonist to anchor the story in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, he, so the story is effectively that Linus works for um, the department in charge of magical use and he oversees sort of children who are in government sanctioned orphanages and he gets summoned to take on a very classified case um, that sees him going yeah. basically to this like very remote little town, like perched on a cliff. Um, Hence the house in the Cerulean Sea. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. And he meets Arthur Parnassus um, and all of the various children. I think there's six children in total. There's like a gnome, a sprite, a wyvern. Oh my god, I a, love them. A, a green blob, a yeah. were Pomeranian, and the Antichrist. That's so true. You never quite know what each yeah. of them are. It's really interesting. It's so good. So, yeah. And the zoo. one that everyone's scared of is called Lucy, which is actually short for <laughs> Lucifer. Lucifer. <laughs> The Antichrist. Yeah. So son of the devil, basically. Mm. Who's like, who was one of my favourite characters as well. Who had like a really cool sense of humour. Oh my God. His like hilarious evil jokes. Yes. He definitely played up to his name, but at the end of the day is just like a six year old kid. I know. Oh, I love it so much. They're all kind of sanctioned away. Like they're all kind of forced to live on this island because everyone thinks they're so dangerous and scary. And And there's a lot of resistance. Of their magic, yeah, exactly. And there's resistance even within. So, like, yeah, the house is sort of remote from the closest local town, Mm. but even within that town, a lot of citizens like hate that it's so close and really judge and fear these kids. so, you know, the book has a lot of, like, yeah, secrets are getting exposed and unfold. and um, But it's just – it's honestly just this enchanting little story of a very, very unlikely family 
And oh my gosh, I love yeah, it they so much. do become a family, don't they? <laughs> oh my god. Also, can you not see this being a bloody awesome movie or TV show? I feel like I say that about I every need, book we no, read. I need the movie of it. I definitely Who do. Who do you think should be Linus Baker or Arthur Parnassus? Oh my gosh, I was thinking about it in like a cartoon. Oh, I was thinking, thinking about, about it, it in real people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I cartoon would be fun. Have no idea. Were you picturing someone in particular? No, I think Linus just needs to be someone who can deadpan deliver lines. Yes. Um, exactly. actually, <clears throat> who I'm picturing is the guy. I can never remember his name. The guy who plays Moss in the IT crowd. Oh, um. Richard, Richard Ad- Yeah. Yes. He would be. That would work because he's very like buttoned up with the glasses. Yeah. And, like, but also color. like brilliant comic timing. So, so would funny. like be able to be really good in that way. Oh, that's such a good idea. And then like Arthur Parnassus, I'm getting Stanley Tucci vibes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A bit Like he's got to be suave and some like silver yeah. foxiness to him and be, yeah, mysterious, but like also funny and like. Yeah, I just think that would be great. Because as you can imagine, Arthur and Linus start to grow closer and maybe Mm. realise that they're more than friends. Oh, it's so cute. It's so satisfying as well. Just all the different kind of friendships and relationships. Linus really kind of embeds himself in the lives Mm -hmm. of the kids and they really start to look up to him and they both learn from each other. Which is like... Stop it, it's making me emotional just reflecting on the book again. It's just so perfect. (laughs) And like I understand why it's a YA novel and I would have loved to have read this as a teenager or as like a younger adolescent because it's just like so uplifting and has such a brilliant message. But at the same time, I'm so glad to have read it at all. It was the most joyous book I've read all year. It was brilliant. I'm so, so glad you recommended this. I'm obsessed. I think I really like that point. Like, yes, I really wish in some ways this had been available, like, when we were younger. Yeah, so many good messages. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, particularly in the post-JK Rowling, you know, being an absolute awful turf. Yeah. You know, we kind of want an alternative to that Harry Potter land. And I feel like like TJ Clune is... Yeah. Yeah. But he's doing a great job at creating that. Oh my god, 100%. And I, really appreciate I feel like this him. could be like a whole series. Absolutely. Well, he's got another one. Ah, is it called Under the Whispering Door, which I've just finished? It's oh, different characters. Yeah. Um, it's, oh, it's so hard because I loved um, the other one so much, but it's yeah, still really good. Still very much his style. Like, yeah. Oh, um, I feel like there could be well. like prequels to this story. <gasps> Particularly with the Arthur's, like, childhood sort of semi-featuring in House by the Cerulean Sea. Exactly. There's a lot of secrets that get uncovered with why the world is the way it is and why the department of in charge of magical youth are the way they are. And, of course, Arthur is at the centre of that. So there's so much you could dig into. I would, I would uh, like definitely. Even um, is she a nymph or a mermaid or whoever she's like the other friend? Yes, I feel like she would also um be an amazing prequel. Yes. 
Oh my god, and her love story as well is like a little side note, but I, oh. I would have wanted more of that as well. A little side note of happiness. Exactly, which is just like a, oh, that's just perfect. Like, of course, yeah. that happened kind of thing. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. This is just like the best, best It's a joyful, story. uplifting book. And totally. in the way that fantasy always is, it's escapist. But yeah, it's just a joy yeah. to read. I feel like with YA, sometimes the messages can be a bit heavy handed. But this yes. just like guided you through really easily. And yeah, you got like what it was about and all of the different analogies. But it wasn't like it was, I don't know, like big speeches every like every chapter and like hitting you over the head with the message it just was I think that was down to the author as well he did it in like a really expert way and doesn't speak down to the audience I think sometimes YA novels can be a little bit almost not insufferable because that feels like a mean way of wording it but but like they can be really infantilizing where it's clearly you know targeting a younger audience whereas this just feels like a crowd pleaser across generations oh my god yeah that's so true. And how good was it? Did you read it as an audiobook? I did, yeah. It was so good, right? Yes, because everyone has like a really distinct voice. Yeah. The narrator was very clever, um, the way that he could do all of oh the different God, voices. Yeah. Especially all of the kids and every time the gnome came up and <laughs> her beard just made me laugh so much. Honestly, she was the best. She was one of my favourite characters. Yeah. And they're all, like, obsessed with music and they bond over their life. It's just just heartwarming. Everybody read it. Please. So, yeah. (laughs) I want to talk about it more with people. I am obsessed. So, yeah, everyone, please go read The House by the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune. I'm right there with you. I might read it again. (laughs) Yes, it's so good. Um, What book did you get stuck into and are recommending yourself? Well, as I kind of mentioned, not that I struggle with YA, but it does feel out of my comfort zone and it's not something I think I immediately go to. But I realised one of my favourite books that like has really stuck with me all these years is a YA book and it's called... The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros. And it's like, a, it's quite an old book, but it's basically a collection of little vignettes and narrated by Esperanza Cadero, who is a Mexican-American girl living on maybe like the rougher side of Chicago, I think it is. Okay, so like East Side or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's obviously like from a poor family. Her family's Mexican. There's still a lot of racism. Um, I think it's like, it's based on the author's actual life. So it was like in the early 80s and she's this 12 year old girl and she's just narrating her own a year of her life in like little vignettes some are like oh my god I love this a couple lines long some are like a hundred pages they're all different links but they all describe like a different experience she's had in this year where I think you change a lot there's a lot of like emotional development there's like a lot of physical development that happens during this time totally and it's just like little vignette like beautiful vignettes of her friends and her family all the people on mango street which when she what a moves cool street to, name by the way i know it's kind of perfect and it, you just get a really strong sense of like what this place was like yes and she moves there she initially hates it 
She's mm. really angry at her parents for moving there. Classic teenage vibes. Oh, totally. Because like she loved her old place and this place is definitely a bit rougher, but it is the first house that they've ever owned. So there's something really special about that as well. It's like a really short book, but there's just so many brilliant little flashes of stories and in that there's kind of some deeper topics that get thrown in that you kind of aren't expecting like there is some kind of abuse sometimes there's like bullying it's there's like a lot of racism as well right but you don't kind of see it's not like banging you over the head with it as well it kind of like is just part of life it's part of what happens Mm. and it just kind of yeah charts her adventures on this small kind of like neighborhood and you get to know um her feelings as she's like going through puberty and kind of understanding the world a bit more it's like it's really it's really beautiful the way she kind of tells it yeah this sounds divine and it's like so easy to whip through it's beautifully written it can be like heartbreaking but like also life-affirming and joyous yeah it's a coming of age but it definitely doesn't kind of shy away from the harsh reality of life and growing Mm. up um certain people in her life and certain kind of things that happen yeah in like a hispanic community where like family is really important She's kind of discovering it herself. It's like, it's really beautiful and it has like always stuck with me for some reason. I just... I love this so much. Yeah, it was like the perfect YA book. Like I just read it at the right time. Yeah. I feel like even if, because I reread it again and I just took so much more from it and appreciated it so much as like an adult. It's just Mm. like the perfect encapsulation of someone like a year in a young girl's life yeah in like a certain place in the world and and that kind of thing and although like day-to-day things might seem I guess insignificant when you put it Mm. all together she looks back and has not like a uh, how do you say not like an epiphany but she realizes that maybe it wasn't that bad the whole time yes it like like reframes it yeah there's like a, a really moving full circle moment at the end as well and I just love this book It's Mm. just, yeah, it's so, so beautiful. This is like the dream, like, I don't know, it just, I love everything. Like, all of the things you love about this book are the things I love about YA. So I'm really, really excited to give this one a go because I feel like I definitely stick to, like, recent YA books. I don't really, like, research or dive into books that, you know, have been out for a while. So I'm genuinely stoked to read this one. It is, like you say, just like a classic YA novel because it's, it's mm. a coming of age, of course. Um, yeah. It's really short and easy, but it still has that underlying optimism, which yeah. I think you find in these kinds of books, which, like I said, is so life-affirming. And, and finding your own way and your oh, own totally. personality and like all of that. Um, yeah, this sounds like such a good book and I'm so excited to put this one on my list. This is the down, upside and downside to our podcast um, oh, episodes. I feel like I list. always, yeah. but I, yeah, I always just end up adding more and more and more books to my read. Totally. List. Love it. Okay. Yeah, I think this is like a beautiful and like you say, perfect encapsulation of what we love about YA. Exactly. Yeah. So... That is The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Thank you for always recommending 
books that I've never heard of. Oh, good. No, I think I'm doing some like random forgotten about ones today. Exactly. It's perfect. I've got some like, yeah, bit different ones. <laughs> no, legitimately ideal. But do you have a book that, a YA book that has stuck with you or that you constantly turn back to? I do. And I feel like kind of to my point from before, like I definitely gravitate towards YA books that have been published more recently. I feel like this one is everywhere at the moment, maybe the last couple of years. Um, So this is a book called They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. I I feel like you'll recognise the cover if you don't recognize the title I definitely do and I yeah. read like what this was about and it's on my list of wanting oh. to read books because it sounds like an incredible story yes and I think that this is another book talk one like I think part totally. of why it became such a bestseller was because it went viral on book talk like everyone was recommending it and it kind of eschews that typical like sick teen book yes it's like totally. it's got a different spin on it which feels refreshing Yes, and it's kind of dark but funny at the same time. So the book is kind of set – it feels like it's set in today's time, like it, like it's very modern and contemporary, but oh, yeah. set in, an, in, a, in a time when we, find, we get phone calls on the day that we're going to die. So there's a company called Deathcast – that will call you after like sometime (laughs) during the day to say that that's like your last day ever um which is like awful right but also like kind of amazing in some senses because it means that you like can almost appreciate it and make the most out of it in a way that you would never have been able to oh yeah it's like your last 24 hours you can do what you need to do um, yes, yeah, so it, this, the book focuses on Mateo Torres and Rufus and Materio, um, who both get the call on September 5th to say that they're going to die that day. They're both teenagers. Um, so they're like 16, I think. Um, so sad. I know, which makes it really awful. So they're complete strangers. Um, but there's basically like the equivalent of Facebook, but for people who have gotten the phone call to sort of connect and chat. And they end up connecting on that platform and deciding to meet up. Um, it's called Last Friend. And yeah, it's like literally like someone to spend your last day with. Oh my God. I that know. makes me so emotional. I know. And so um, one of them is like quite uptight and like never breaks the rules and like lives a very contained, confined kind of existence. And one is like, wrong side of the tracks has definitely like had a quite a tough life and um yeah it gets pigeonholed a lot based on that their past oh wow but is very much like you know takes risks and like um lives large and all of those kinds of things so Mm. um it's this really wonderful sort of last adventure between two total strangers who have very different personalities um, and there's like they, a certain like urgency if the title yes. is they both die at the end. It's right? Like, that's yeah, so, so spoiler, intense. they both die at the end. Um, so Wait, yeah, do they actually do? Yeah, 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 they definitely die. Oh no, um, so they don't like <laughs> work it out no. or anything. No, but it's honestly <laughs> no. a magical fucking story. So the whole ethos for their last day is to live a lifetime in a single day. Oh my um, god. And it's also a love story. So it's honestly like the most beautiful book oh, wow. where you almost feel heartbroken before that it even begins because you know, you know that there's end. this awful ending. But it's also this really 
bloody perfect lesson in making every day count and how like, you know, not taking little moments for granted and not putting your dreams on hold or, you know, convincing yourself not to do things. Um, oh my God. So yeah, it's really beautiful. It's a very dark, but funny and nuanced YA book, which I think sometimes those kinds of elements are like missing or lost in YA books. So I feel like this is very much a book that anyone from any generation could read and it's a That's beauty. so true because I guess YA, we think of coming of age and life mm. and like you've got so much ahead of you. But then to like have this extra layer where it's no, yeah. this is the end. You have to like deal with something that's very adult and very yes. serious. And it's both that's the beginning and the end. Yeah. At once, like you know, it's the start of your life, the yeah. start of all of this. But also them trying to then reckon with their own mortality at an age where, you know, at that age you just don't reckon with mortality. You know, it's often not to your twenties that you really start to unpack some of those big ideas. Totally. Um. Yeah, so it's just, it's really, really beautiful. And Adam Silvera is a really lovely character writer. So I really, really enjoyed the perspectives. So it, it toggles sort of between each of their perspectives. Um, so like chapter, you know, one chapter for Mateo, one chapter for Rufus. Oh, beautiful. Um, and I love it. It was, it's beautiful and heartbreaking, but all in the best way possible. I know. I feel like maybe my reticence was like, that I knew I was going to cry and it was going to be really <laughs> sad. It is so quite nervous emotional. To, yeah, because it just sounds like you fall in love with these characters and it's written really beautiful. It's almost like, no, I don't want it to end the way it's going to end. Well, you're like, don't change it, please. Yeah, exactly. But um, it sounds yeah. worth it in the end, though. Definitely. Lots of little nuggets of you know, wisdom and life lessons that even adults can probably be reminded of every now and again. Oh my God. Okay. I'm in love. (laughs) So yeah, they both die at the end by Adam Silvera. Don't let the title or the fact that it is quite emotive (laughs) put you off because it is worth it. No, not at all. But I think lots of people probably also would avoid it because they feel like well, it's already going to have this dark ending. Like, totally. I don't want to read it. It's not yeah. worth it if it doesn't have a happy ending slash I know how it ends. But <laughs> in a very cliche way, it's about the journey, not the ending. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> and the fact that they even had that day together, like, is I know. a win in itself and, like, oh. a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this should be a movie, don't you think? Oh, I actually think it might have been optioned already because it's Ooh. been so popular. Yeah, like this Let feels me like a really it. like popular um, book. And I feel like, yeah, studios would jump on this kind of thing. Mm. I've definitely seen the cover with the, this, what what do you call them? The timer? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sand, the sand timer thing. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, I feel like people would definitely recognise that. Um, adaptation, currently in development by E1 with Bridgerton creator Chris Van Dusen attached to executive produce and write alongside author Silvera. <gasps> oh previously, God. the adaptation was set as a half hour TV miniseries at HBO with JJ Abrams executive producing in general. 2023 Netflix picked up the series with Van Dusen and a couple of other people so it's going to be a Netflix series with the Bridgerton creator executive producing and writing alongside the author okay I'm excited oh my god there's a prequel that came out the end of last year called the first to die at the end and gives an introduction to the death cast system oh 
Oh my god, that would be hot banking as well. Oh my god, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I'm obsessed with this whole world. Welcome. Um, Welcome to pain. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to emotions. Um, What what is your non-book recommendation? Oh my god, so um. I feel like this is a boring cliched <laughs> pick, but... Oh my god, wait. I think... Can I take a guess before you say it? Yeah, I think you're going to get it. Is it The Bear Season 2? Yeah, it is. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't not mention it. The No spoilers. I haven't started watching it yet. Okay. All I'll say that it's amazing and it just oh. builds on Season 1. And, yeah, if you liked season one, you're going to be super into season two. It's just yes. more of the same great stuff. And hottie Jeremy Allen White. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. I was such a fucking crush on him. And I did it even in Shameless Era. And people used to laugh at me. And now I'm like, no, well, I was no, just ahead yeah. of the curve. So you fuck all totally, of you. <laughs> you were totally right. And you were like, yes. yeah, you were, you were there first. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so, so excited. Enough. It's great. If you yes. haven't seen season one, this is your reminder to see season oh my God. one as Jump well. Jump on it. Don't yeah. snooze on this show. It is so good. And like this time they're actually like building their own restaurant. <gasps> I know because that's kind of where it – oh, wait. Are we sp- tune out if you haven't watched season <laughs> one just for this bit. But that's basically that's where they left they off in season yeah. one. So it, like it was kind of written – well, you make the assumption that that's what season two will focus around. Exactly, yeah. So it definitely builds on it. It's more intense. It's funnier. You've got some really oh. good character turnarounds, which warmed my heart. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's great. Everybody – get on it i feel like and so excited i feel like people in my life don't watch it enough i don't think it's like yes. underrated in terms of the media surrounding it but i feel like not enough people in my life are watching it i agree i feel like it there's so it's critically acclaimed yeah. there's so many bloody articles about it i well, do feel like lots of people Emmys, watch it like recently yeah they got all nominated but I feel like, yes, there's so many people, I don't know, it feels like particularly in Australia that just haven't gotten around to watching it. And yeah. It's a real shame. Exactly. So I want to talk about it with more people and share yes. this brilliant TV show about this struggling, I guess, meat restaurant, <laughs> sandwich yeah. restaurant. Like a family Yeah, everyone's a real family and like they're pushing yeah. against innovation with tradition and like family issues and yeah. trauma it's just brilliant all rolled into one so yes everybody get on it oh i could not agree more the bear season two. Oh my god i'm so late to the party i need <laughs> to like get on it immediately oh my god just like side note from what we were talking about before before you get into yours oh yeah, yeah i'm yeah. reading like the i just clicked on an article about they both die at the end and Bad yeah. Bunny is executive producer. Who's Bad Bunny? Oh, he's like a massive rapper. What? Like singer, artist, yeah. Oh my God, he looks like Ali G. He like, yeah, is maybe because I feel like he's, you would have <gasps> Fuck, heard Fuck, I have of heard songs. of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's like massive and it's so random. He's a producer on <laughs> Oh my God, he's on the new K-pop song by Travis Scott. Right, yes, yes, yes definitely know him yeah he's like this puerto rican like yeah rapper um if you're up with the kids i'm not so clearly I don't know that not much about him, for me but. where i was like who's that what's that 
True. Um, but yeah, and he's, well, he's a producer on. Oh my they god, both I love that! <laughs> what a fucking random. I wonder if because it's a also the book is a depiction of two um like Latino teenagers oh, in america and so like it does go in a little bit to unpacking you know some stereotypes and some issues particularly around um like living in group homes and okay. police attitudes to youth who aren't white okay um, that makes a lot more sense because so like, i wonder if there's that random fucking parent. i would say that that's like it that's there in the storyline they're almost okay. like little that's good side stories um but it definitely touches it it dips its toe into that pool a little bit oh my god i can't wait yes i've got to read it now i have to read it please (laughs) tell me what even though i'm gonna cry through the whole thing i'm gonna read it (laughs) worth it worth it worth it (laughs) okay sorry for derailing that no i love it i love it do you have anything you've been consuming lately to recommend Yes, and this is a bit of a left of field one. Love it, love it. Um, but I'm recommending a newsletter that I think people should sign up for, which oh, I, I don't. Love a newsletter. Yeah, and I feel like it's hard to get good newsletters because I think I've signed up for so many over the years, and there's so many shitty ones. Totally. But, um, I'm recommending Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine newsletter. Oh, amazing! Um, it's genuinely so fun, and I really love it. So I think it a couple of times a week um and they often talk about you know the book that they've chosen for that because obviously say is it all about books yeah yeah yeah, it is so um it's kind of based around the book club that they do online so often it talks um and features um the book that they've chosen but they'll often have like recommendations from different authors that they feature they recommend different products. It's obviously based in America, so Northern Hemisphere. So, you know, yeah. at the moment, they're recommending lots of summery shit where I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah. cold here. Um, but they often recommend other books. They've started recommending um, some really interesting articles to read. So there was one that they recommended obsessed. that I really loved, which was um, a piece in Esquire about um, the rise in sort of book merchandise. Um, and that becoming kind of like this capitalist profitable industry unto itself so yeah some really cool like little tidbits in there they you know have cute photos from instagram that they feature um often it's like paid you know they might have partnered with i don't know someone for around like slippers or bathrobes or whatever so there's sometimes like sort of paid product placement that's like it's like lifestyle or yeah like book lifestyle yeah like that's what it feels like and it's just they they toe the line really really well between it's obviously still a marketing piece for the company but they give you enough other bits and pieces that it's just like I genuinely look forward to getting it in my inbox and seeing you know what they're recommending or what books they're talking about or what authors they've chatted to oh my god this is a brilliant recommendation yeah so it's a bit random but I feel like um love it if you and if you love you know the books that they've um featured as part of the hello sunshine book club series I feel like tv shows exactly based off that there's so many Exactly. So, yeah, so they went really hard, you know, because obviously they produced um, Daisy Jones and the Six TV yeah. show. So they're like that at that time they featured, you know, they were um, had links to like some really cool 70s inspired outfits or clothes or whatever. Like there was oh some really so fun cool. ways that they incorporate um, 
whatever's on theme for them at that particular time. So it's just really fun and easy, you know, like it just brings a little bit of joy to your inbox every now and again. And it's not, it's like a free newsletter because I feel like there's so many um, newsletters are now behind like, Oh my God, so many Yeah. Yes. I feel like so Substack so is like the new is, Patreon. Exactly. Everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. So I'm glad this yes. is still accessible and is mm. anyone can kind of read it. Okay. Yes. I love this I love so it. much. Thank you for yeah. that. Oh my God, my pleasure. I feel and like I never watch enough TV shows to ever be able to recommend <laughs> that kind of pop culture content. Oh my god, no, this is perfect because it encapsulates everything. It's <laughs> whatever you want it to be. Yeah, exactly. I'm signing yep. up straight away. Yeah, you have to let me know what you think. And if I'm just living in a delusional bubble where I'm obsessed with it and everyone else would be like, what? No, I feel like even like book recommendations, it's yeah. going to be great. Yeah, so often they'll like interview authors that um, have written whatever, you know, the book club month pickies or that have written the book that's get turned into tv show or whatever and they'll ask them for like their favorite books or you know they'll ask for like themed books um so it's often it's not always just hello sunshine sort of sponsored books it's often well not often but it occasionally sort of branches out yeah Yeah. and it's just fascinating because if you love a particular author it's so interesting to see you know who their inspirations may have been 100 percent yeah more of the same or something a little different exactly okay this is perfect thank you for that um yeah so please please um sign up and let me know what you think I'm definitely going to. I can't yeah. find the sign up link though, so you'll have to put that in. It's this. right down the bottom of the About Us page. So yeah, I'll put it um a link to the About Us page and then you just need to scroll to the bottom. Okay. Perfect. Um to sign up to the newsletter. Yeah. I am oh add some sunshine to your inbox. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Doing it literally right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god, I love this. <laughs> oh, this was like a little ray of sunshine this episode. I feel like such a hard one. my very depressing book recommendation it is still a joy to read but I feel like this was all like there was lots of little pockets of yeah um, fun and because there's like there's tough I think subjects in all of them yes but at the end it is like a heartwarming life-affirming topics and Mm -hmm. I feel like you get that the best in YA books there's something about YA books where like they just do that kind of subject matter absolutely really well so I'm like surprised at how much I love these picks yay me too and I'm so glad that you enjoyed it because I was a little bit worried that you would be like what have you made me do I fucking hate YA (laughs) we're finished I think so yeah 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 we may as well just wrap it up internet conks out again yeah and it's about to piss down with rain so this is probably a good time to um oh my god that's actually such a good point I totally with you this was such a lovely episode with some really heartwarming pics yeah you've changed my mind on YA yay oh my god I love this so much and now, because you're right, you can find pockets of like what you like and what you enjoy and anything. Because why is so, such a big topic? So there's bound exactly. to be something you enjoy. Absolutely. And if you um, start with these, you'll be a shimmy. <laughs> you will love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, well, I hope that everyone enjoys our recommendations. Um, and maybe this gives you some inspiration to read outside of your comfort zone if this isn't normally your vibe. 